Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. everyone and welcome back to the channel. Breath of the Wild was one of the single most innovative open world games since even the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One's launches. Many have come close and to some people there's probably a couple that have already surpassed it. But it's agreed upon a ton of people in the gaming community that Breath of the Wild was one of the most freeing and lively open worlds in recent time. So while a huge open world that's new to Zelda can be seen as a new mechanic, there's a load of mechanics from previous games that have been completely left out in the dust. And now, with the sequel on the way, and with us hopefully getting more news on it next month, there's the chance that the Zelda team will look back at past games to really grasp on some of the stuff that they could implement to Breath of the Wild's already amazing formula. With this said, I would like to talk about 5 mechanics from old Zelda games that I'd like to see in Breath of the Wild's sequel. This list is in no particular order, and this list also isn't my expectation of the next game. That'd be ridiculous. These are just 5 hopes. And if even one of them came true, I'd be ecstatic. So just keep that in mind, as some of these might not be likely in any capacity. Others might be though. Final words are, if you'd like to see more Zelda content weekly on the build up to E3, then please do subscribe now, as we're building up to 1,500 subscribers. My first time playing Wind Waker would have been a good few years ago now, and I still remember being thoroughly surprised by just how easy it was to traverse the world using only the King of Red Lions. Especially with how big the world was. It still baffles me that the game was made in 2002 in fact. I've talked about it before and I will no doubt talk about it again, but the sailing in Breath of the Wild was satisfactory. Not bad, not great, just serviceable. Good enough to solicit the player wanting to sail very, very occasionally, and it was a fine experience. It was definitely somewhat realistic, minus the fact that Link had to shove an entire leaf in front of him to generate wind most of the time. However, in the sequel, I would really appreciate if they shot a quick glance at Wind Waker and decided to further the sailing mechanics, and at the same time I'd also love to see diving with a Zora suit, seen in the likes of Twilight Princess. Perhaps both of them together isn't a realistic wish, but I'd love to have a real reason to sail in the next game. Perhaps give us rowboats and let the map be divided up into four big islands. Me and Bread Pirate talked about this a month ago, but the inclusion of slightly better sailing would enhance the game for me, and would really give me a wider appreciation for the world sea. I'd appreciate underwater exploration in the first game's world even more so. Swimming down to the Lakebed Temple in Twilight Princess was an absolute delight the first time around. A giant lake and the hero swimming through it fearlessly. I would be amazed if I could do that with Breath of the Wild's Lake Hylia. It's easily my favourite version of the lake and you can't even go below the surface. If there was truly a temple of sorts down at the bottom then I'd love to go beneath the lake and really explore what's down there. Perhaps this could be done with an armour set, a rebreather, an oxygen tank, I'm really not sure. What I do know is that I'm really hoping for some sort of water exploration in Breath of the Wild's sequel so that they venture beneath the surface level of this mechanic. Next up is something that I've talked about a lot more recently down to the announcement that Skyward Sword is coming to Switch, so I won't keep you for too long but I'll just make a rough outline of what I talked about in my video last week. I think there's two viable options for exploring the sky if they do it. Perhaps there are more, but I'm running on that belief in this video. I think there could be an animal, similar to a Lothwing, that Link could use to glide into the sky. Or there might even be a Rito that lets Link jump onto his back while they glide above the clouds. The premise of this idea is that there could be various flying islands that Link may want to reach. For example, the plateau that Hyrule Castle is currently standing on as it, presumably, rises up to the sky. Perhaps there could be the next game's replacement for shrines on these islands, or maybe they'll only be used for dungeons. Since I don't want to explain everything that I did in last week's video, I'll leave the rest for now, but if you'd like me to elaborate, then there'll be a card in the corner that'll send you to the video. Next up is something that we've seen in almost every single 3D Zelda game at this point, apart from Breath of the Wild. 
Whether it be the sunken Hyrule Castle in Wind Waker, seeing the Temple of Time in its former glory in Twilight Princess, or even the bigger uses, literally being able to go between eras in Skyward Sword, skipping seven years into the future in Ocarina of Time, or literally being able to play a Groundhog Day situation where you can run time back three days, you can slow time down, or fast forward time in Terminator in Majora's Mask. Time travel has always been an important part to the Zelda formula, as much as we've forgotten how much it's used. Well, in this case, I'd much rather time travel being used very much akin to how it was used in Ocarina of Time. I believe that if time travel is in the next game, then it could be used to skip some years into the future to experience a fully run by Ganondorf Hyrule Kingdom. Some might say, but trends, we saw this in Breath of the Wild. Well, my argument is that Ganon merely had control of the physical land not to the actual kingdom or any sort of laws, etc. It'd truly be a Hyrule of ruin. The human form of Ganondorf ruling it and calling all of the shots, all Hylians might be deceased, perhaps the Gerudo are the replacements for the Hylians, perhaps all the monsters are trying to slaughter people altogether. There's a variety of ways that it could go, and I'd love to see it explored in the next game. Overall, I think that there's a couple of locations that could fit a portal or something of the sorts. For example, where the boss fight takes place in Breath of the Wild. Also houses something that looks eerily like the portal from Skyward Sword. Perhaps this could be repurposed for our heroes, or maybe the Shrine of Resurrection could be the game's portal of sorts. I know time travel may have left a bad taste in everyone's mouths, considering the fact that it was used in Age of Calamity. However, I don't think it would change anything in the present in this game. The story will just do what the story does in the future. Nothing from the past game should be changed, hopefully. As long as they implement it well, I still think that time travel could be a load of fun in Breath of the Wild 2. Next up is something that's been debated by many YouTubers and just people in general since the announcement of Breath of the Wild sequel, and it's the inclusion of a fan favourite item. I've talked about the prospects of this a lot in the past, but I'd like to see a return for the hook shot or claw shots. In my opinion, out of all of the wacky items from the old Formula Zelda games, the hook shots were always the most fun to use. There was always something like childlike joy whenever you found a spot that you could hook shot to. Almost like you were going to places you weren't supposed to find sometimes. Of course, a one-off item like the Goron Mask or the Spinner would also instill a cool sense of exploration for Link. But the hookshots just do it so perfectly in my opinion. Some people think that we definitely won't get a hookshot in Breath of the Wild sequel because of Ravali's Gale being a thing, but as stupid as this is going to sound, I can't see Link being able to use the Champion's ability in the next game. Of course, he earned them in the last game, but Link has never retained his progression items in previous installments when there's been a sequel. Of course, this is much different to a simple sequel as we've seen in the past, but I'm not sure. Just call it a hunch. Anyway, I just think it'll be really interesting to see Link zip around to different mountains and in dungeons being able to fly up to spots unseen by untrained eyes. I think there's even more interesting stuff that the Zelda team could and should do with the hookshot, even with all the time it's had in the spotlight in the past. I would love to see it again. Finally is hopefully the most likely candidate of all of these options, and something that we've seen a little bit during the minute and a half teaser. In the past we've seen the Zelda team go into different caves and stuff for sure, like the ice cavern, but nothing like what I'm thinking here, but I'll still include it on the list. Link and Zelda are underground, strutting about a cave, and I truly cannot express how excited I would be to see real life caves, like serious proper caves, enter the Zelda open world. And really it's the next piece of progression for the open world format of a realistic open world that lives like our own with small differences. There'll be some survival bits, such as caves, so I think the caves may play a significant role in the next game. Again, I've talked about this concept before, so the card for that is in the corner, but I think some dungeons may be found there, and I do think it'll be a full open world. After four years of development, maybe five by the time it comes out, I would not expect any different than at least something like a new open world, with new races that we might not have even seen in the past. 
and of course some exclusive materials and items to the world. I think that at the very least we could see a network of smaller caverns but it really is hard to take that much out of just a minute long trailer so we'll have to see. Which of these mechanics would you like to see make a return? Try and treat underground exploration like a mechanic even though in actuality it really isn't and is more just something that I would like. Perhaps you have your own ideas, tell me in the comments. Thank you all so much for watching, if you enjoyed them please do consider leaving a like rating and subscribe so that you don't miss out on these weekly videos. If you'd like to join these people on screen since they are amazing people and some you just love sitting at the top of that cool stack, then you can do by finding the link to my Patreon in the description. You can join them for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. Along with that link is the link to the rest of my media platform, so follow me there to keep in touch with me. Now thank you for listening to that episode. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channel of course, there's loads of Zelda content waiting for you. Just search Triforce Trends. Thank you for listening.